Oh boy. Listen to that music. Oh, I just looked over my shoulder right now. <laughs> it is 2.27 a.m. in the morning on March 9th, 2021. You've reached scriptwriter Steve. This music is freaking me out. My podcast, by the way, that's uh, Barbecue 2 Movies. I just looked over my shoulder again. So today's topic <laughs> is the supernatural. And I'm sure all of you out there, if I could communicate with you out there, you could bounce back voices to me. Well, don't do that. If you're supernatural right now, don't b- bounce your voice back to me right now. That's going to freak me out. Okay, don't do that right now. <laughs> but I live just a stone throws away from a graveyard. From my, from my, I can see the graveyard from my backyard, all right? So there are dead people, lots of them maybe 200 yards away from me. I mean, I'm talking about a whole damn graveyard. I, uh, it's a nice graveyard, but it's still a damn graveyard. <laughs> and have I have I witnessed or experienced supernatural things in my house? Yep. And I'll get into all of that. All right, I got to turn this music down before I freak myself out. Oh my god, jeez. All of this music here. <laughs> Okay, so how was your day going uh, here in Hawaii? It's been raining, the cats and dogs. Uh, I, I've just been um, kind of, I ran some errands today and got trapped here in my house because I didn't want to go out in the rain because it's pretty bad. And uh, yeah, so I just ended up, you know, answering a lot of emails, doing my own work, you know, doing the work of Dream Weddings Hawaii and also my work as a screenwriter. And then I thought, I was thinking, you know, throughout the day, I was thinking, what, what am I going to talk about for my podcast? And, uh, you know, I've, wanting, I've been wanting to do this show for maybe about a month or maybe since I started podcasting. You know, I, I love listening to George Norrie. Uh, I'm not, a, I guess, a compulsive listener to George Norrie. For those of you who don't know who George Norrie is, um, he's a guy who talks about supernatural stuff all the time on his, uh, I guess, his, uh, his radio show. So if you're... If you're driving at night and you just want to, you just want to get freaked out a little, just uh, tune in on a- any AM radio, kind of keep searching for it. And more than likely, you're going to run into George Norrie and all of these people who just appear on his show. They are, man, they sound completely legitimate. I'm not even joking to you. And, uh, and, and you, they're so good at, at storytelling. They're not professional storytellers, but man, they can tell. These ghost stories, these UFO stories, their, you know, the experiences with Bigfoot. And you're just glued to your radio and you'll pull up to your parking stall and just sit in your car because you just want to hear the end to this. I mean, I've done that before and, and it's like, wow, they're just really, really, really good. So, you know, of course, you know, I've wanted to tell my stories and I, I've had, you know, several, experiences with the supernatural and a lot of them are kind of comical um, maybe some of them I have to be honest maybe I'm just freaking myself and my friends and I are freaking ourselves out but a lot of times you know some of these things I really cannot explain now I'm not sure here's the thing where, where I wish I had the ability to, to do call-ins on my podcast because I really would love to hear you know what your stories are and uh, you know again if you have any stories I think 
there's ways to to uh, communicate with me on Anchor, on anchor.fm. If you just click on my podcast, and I think there's a way you can leave a message on top of there, and you know, maybe you could tell your story, and maybe I could you know, broadcast it on here, or maybe you could email it to me at um, steve at scriptwritersteve.com. Yeah, and then we can get a conversation going. Maybe we could do a, you know, a, a podcast and get you on here, like how George Norrie does. But um, it's, it's uh, you know, I... The question is that, you know, do you believe in the supernatural and, and uh, or do I believe in the supernatural? And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you believe in it, then suddenly people think you're kind of crazy. They really do. They think, oh, my God, you believe in UFOs or Bigfoot or, you know, ghosts. Now, there's some, you know, I, I, I'm on the fence between the UFO things. But then again, you know, I have seen you know, strange things, but my father has also seen really, really strange things around our house. Uh, he actually, when he was outside one day, uh, he was looking at the sky, this is maybe late at night, and he saw this blue streak of light and just very, like a fireball go right across their house. It was like a meteor. And so he thought, he thought it was the end of the world, like this meteor was going to crash. And it looked like they went straight behind one of our neighbor's houses, but it was a huge fireball. And he's not even sure if it was a meteor, but he was scared. He came into the house. It's holy smoke, Steve. I just saw something. <laughs> so, so like a, and, but anyway, he was freaked out to this very day. He doesn't know what it is. And so I told him, well, you saw an unidentified flying object. It may have been a UFO or it may have been a meteor, but we can't identify it. And uh, nobody else saw it. So what was it? We really don't know. So it, again, it's one of those things. Um, now, do you believe in the supernatural? Uh, you know, for me, I do. I really do. Uh, now, exactly what I believe in. Um, do I believe in Bigfoot? Eh, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. I, I, I like to listen to the stories, though. I like to watch Monster Quest, you know, you know that, that show in history, and uh, watch them try to hunt, like, everything from the Loch Ness Monster to, to Chupacabra to Bigfoot. I think it's pretty cool um, to them to try to go out and find it. And uh, I would be a healthy skeptic, but I, I really do want them to find it, to be honest. Um, um, now, do I believe uh, in, uh, like, ghosts? That's the other thing. I do. I really do believe in the supernatural when it comes to ghosts. And most of my stories I'm about to tell you, I guess, pertain to that. Uh, ghosts, uh, voices, um, even angels. So I want to get into all of that. Um, and uh, But again, you know how it is. The drill is like about, you know, around five to eight minutes into my, I guess, podcast. I have to break for commercial. And right after I do that, I continue with my entire spiel, right? So uh, I'm going to cut the commercial right now. Join me back on the other side because I really want to get into this and share my personal stories. You know, maybe you think I'm crazy, but who cares, right? What do you think, right? <laughs> but maybe you think I'm legitimate. And man, what do I want to hear other stories other than mine? Maybe I'm not alone. Really, maybe I'm not alone. Okay, so um, I'm going to cut to commercial. Hope you join me back on the other side. All right, see you guys soon. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, elopings, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. 
Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's Dream Weddings with an S, that's Weddings with an S, Hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. What's going on, everyone? Are you guys back from the commercial break? Still playing that creepy music, by the way. But this part, it doesn't sound too creepy, right? Still looking over my shoulder, if you're wondering. Yep, that's right. I'm still looking over my shoulder. <laughs> okay, I need to turn this down before I freak myself out. <laughs> okay. All right, how is everyone doing? I hope this uh, topic will interest everyone. Now, before I get started, I just want to warn you here that, again, this is a, I'm just shooting from the hip here. Uh, my stories are not polished. I've told them over and over again to people, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to, well, I never do edit them like how I do a script, okay? So I'm not going to polish them and make them more exciting than they actually are. So some of them, you'll, you'll think, well, Steve, well, that's all you have to share? Really? Is that it? Because I'm not going to have this spectacular cinematic ending, you know, where, where you'll just say, whoa, that is just incredible. Like, uh, you know, this movie, movie ending. It'll just be like, oh, okay, wow, that's kind of weird. Okay. So I just want to warn you in that, right? So you're not going to, there's not going to be no cinematic, you know, Marvel cinematic universe ending to any of my ghost stories or my supernatural stories. So let's get straight into this. So the first story that I have here, it happened when I was maybe about in the seventh or eighth grade, maybe the ninth grade. Can't really re remember that, that back then. I wasn't as tall as I was back then. Uh, I, I'm back when now. I'm six foot, maybe six foot one right now. I think I was maybe five foot eight. And I had a friend, right, a next door neighbor. Um, his name was Landon. And uh, Landon, if you're listening, telling the story. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, there was, there was a, a nursery that was, I guess, a commercial nursery that was opening up the street from us. And a lot of, uh, I guess, the, of the community got together and they were just freaking each other out. They were saying, well, if this commercial nursery opens up there, we're going to have commercial tour buses going up and down our street um, and, and we, tourists everywhere on, on our street. And we don't want that. And um, and they really wish that, you know, that they wouldn't do that because they're they're going to open up some, you know, commercial activity on the top, but we can't get in there. They don't want to, you know, talk to us. And there was a huge community meeting uh, about this entire thing. So myself and, and Landon were, were over there and we're thinking, you know, we're talking to some of the people, the people there. They said, man, if they could just get into that property, you know, and, uh, and, and, and snoop around, maybe they, they could see if, what, what the hell was going on up there. And uh, so one of our other friends lived right I guess by the entrance of that gate, it was right next door because uh, his drive, the driveway next door to his, led up to this private nursery that was, you know, again tucked away right next to the the mountain. Now, where we live is uh, there's a very large uh, mountain range called the Ko'ala Mountain Range, 
and it's very steep. So it shoots up, you know, maybe it'll be, be 150 feet above sea level, then it shoots up to maybe about 2,000, 3,000 feet. It's pretty high. And, uh, it's very, uh, you, between, this mountain has crevices between every valley. So it, it's very majestic looking. Uh, and, and at nighttime, it looks incredible. But, um, this nursery is at the foot of that mountain. So it's really, it's really kind of creepy at night because if you go there at night, and I'll describe this whole, whole um, setting to you. You don't see any, any, any existence of, of civilization. There's no street lights to light up anything. There's nothing. So La- Landon and I, we decided, okay, you know what? We're going to sneak onto this property and figure out what the hell is going on there. So we, uh, we chose a night. And uh, we chose a night when there was a full moon. Because we didn't want to go up there with flashlights. Because, again, if we go up there with flashlights, people would know, I guess, you know, where we would be going, right? And so we sneak, we, we, we sneak up on this driveway, walk up this drive, just walk up straight up to it because nobody's up there. Nobody, nobody was up there at this time. We hop the fence and we start walking up the paved driveway, which slowly turned into a gravel road and then a muddy road. And it kept going up and up and up toward the valley. I'm not sure how deep we went in. You know, it's, it happened such a long time ago. So we went into a point again where I told you, like, we couldn't see the, I guess, the community down below and Everything was just lit up by the full moon. Everything was just painted in silver. So we go up there, and it's quiet. It's really, really quiet. There's no wind blowing at all. So for fun, I'm teasing Landon. And I'm telling him, you know, Landon, we're on ancient Hawaiian ground here. You know, those Hawaiians, they don't want us here. You know, and he's like, shut up, man, shut up. Don't, don't tell me about those things. And here, I, I just want to freak him out. He <laughs> keeps saying, Landon, we are on ancient Hawaiian ground. There's probably bones buried under our feet. And uh, the ghosts are going to follow us back home and they're going to they're gonna kill us or something like that. <laughs> and, and he's like, shut up, Steve, just shut up. So we start walking there. We start walking up there. And we walked as, as far as we can. And it's not too far, maybe about a 30 or 40 minute walk. We look over, back over our shoulder. We see nothing but green and black because we are that far in. And we are high up now on this mountain. Uh, uh, we are high up on the foot of the mountain. And then on, on the other side of us, the Ko'olau mountain range, it just goes straight up to the heavens. So we are right at the base of the mountains. And we're on this hill. And uh, no wind whatsoever. And all of a sudden, this tree, it started to shake. <laughs> and it was this, uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure what type of tree it was, but it looked like a fern tree. And uh, it, it was rather, maybe about three feet high. And uh, our first reaction was, you know, we, we had told ourselves, maybe it's a wild boar. And, and, and I think Landon or myself, I said, holy crap, it's a boar, it's a pig. We better get out of here. But then for some reason, curiosity got the better of us. And we started walking toward this plant. And we started walking more toward the plant. And it started shaking as though someone was shaking it. Like really violently, like left and right, left and right. And Landon was like, oh, God, it's, it's a freaking boar. Because we do have boars in our neighborhood, and they're dangerous. So we go there, and we clear the bushes. And there's a single tree, no other plants around it. And it is shaking, like something is shaking it, left and right, like someone's pushing it, like, like swinging it, like a huge pendulum. And, and it just freaked us out. And all of a sudden, maybe it was just my head, Heard a scream. It's like, Wah! 
back like that. It was, it was, oh my, the hairs on the back of me just stood up. All of a sudden, we were, we just took off. We just took off. I mean, I didn't check for landing or nothing. We were just running down this hill. I felt something grabbing at my ankle. So I started kicking it. And then I looked underneath me. It's Landon. He's like holding my, he had fallen and he's holding my ankle and he's like, dude, you're not going to leave me back here. <laughs> he's like, it's, it's, it's both of us, man. He pulled me down. I fell down and then, he, and then he got up. He stepped on my back <laughs> and then he just took off. And then we started, we were, we were scared, right? We we're like, we we're eighth or ninth grade, I think, right? And I catch up to him and I push him down. I push him in the back and he falls down. And then we start running down this hill pushing each other down the hill, trying to sacrifice the other person to this god, goddess, or like this banshee that was just back there. Okay. So we finally get to the bottom of this hill. And then that's it. That's really it. Like that. And we, until this day, we don't know what the hell it was. I don't know what that scream was. I, I'm hoping no one was getting raped up there. I, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'm not sure if I heard that voice in my head. Um, and Landon, I asked Landon if he heard something, but he didn't. I heard it. Isn't that strange? But we both saw that tree going back and forth. And we can't explain how that tree was going back and forth in the wind. We've seen trees. You've seen trees blow in the wind. This is, this was swinging like an upside down pendulum back and forth. The tops of that fern touching almost every side of the ground. What was it? I don't know. That's, that's story number one. How do you like that? Kind of freaky, not kind of freaky. I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Okay. So, Okay, so, so story number two, story number two. Uh, this happened, oh shoot, when did this happen? Um, this happened, I think when I was in my mid-twenties, maybe mid-thirties. So I'm driving, I'm driving home. This is a very short story. I'm, I'm driving home and uh, where, where I live, again, it's, uh, there's, a, there's two lane, I guess two one lane roads, okay? So if you cross the center line, you're going to, and you're tired, you're going to have a head-on collision with the other person. And, uh, and it's, not a safe, it's not safe to drive this way. Uh, luckily now, they've expanded this, you know, two one-lane roads uh, into like a kind of like a small mini type of highway where we have three lanes there. So it's not as bad. So the chance of us, of us getting a head-on collision there is very minimal. But this is back when it was a two one-lane road. So I'm driving here and... Uh, this is when we just had those sodium lights, you know, those sodium arc lights. Uh, now everyone had those LED lights where everything is just nice and bright and white. But this is when these sodium lights casted a kind of a yellow, ye yellow or orange shade on everything. So I'm going home and I'm super, super tired. Uh, I'm not sure why I was tired or where I was coming home from, but it was one of those nights where, you know, your, your, eyelids, your eyelids are so heavy that every time you blink, you're not sure how long your eyes were closed for. And that's when you know, you're like, oh my God, you know, you, you better, you better really stay awake, right? You know, your, your head can kind of like nod down and you, and you mean to stay awake, but you're really much, you're pretty much on the brink of falling asleep while driving. So I'm here like, you know, almost fall, almost into this mode where I just can fall asleep at the wheel. Now I look ahead and, uh, and I, I start looking at this one rock formation 
you know, kind of in the distance and not too far in, in the distance, right? And I'm not tired, but I mean, I'm tired, but I'm not hallucinating. And there's a car maybe in front of me that, that's just speeding. And I said, wow, he's going pretty quick. And then all of a sudden, it, it breaks. This car breaks really, really hard, skids as though it was trying to avoid, avoid something right there on the corner. And then I look to see what it's trying to avoid. And it's this huge, huge monster. I mean, it's huge. Not, not a monster, but it, 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 it's huge. It's as tall as the light post. And it has all of this armor on. Armor. It's just huge. And it has, it looked as though it had wings. It looked, it looked as though it had wings, but maybe not. But it was armor, like, like gold armor everywhere from head to toe. It had, it looked, kind of looked like Bumblebee from the Transformers. And this is before Transformers came out, by the way. All right. And so I look at it and, and then I get so freaked out that I wake up. I'm like wide awake right now. And uh, so I drive by it, and then all of a sudden it disappears into a rock formation. Now every time I drive by the same thing at nighttime, I'm thinking, "Did I just see something?" And I, and I check myself and I look at that rock, that same rock formation, and now it's under a different light, an LED light, and it just looks like rocks. And even then, before then, it just looked like rocks. So I, so I, I talked to my friend who's a pastor, and I said, and I said, you know. Uh, you know, and, and this and this my friend is like a really, really, uh, I guess, into God. He he go he, he travels, he's performed exorcisms before. And I said, you know, I'm not sure what the hell I've seen, but you know, if it wasn't for that, whatever I saw, you know, that freaked me out. I'm not sure if it was demonic or good or anything, but it had a sword. It was it had it had a huge sword, by the way. Um, and this and this thing again it was it was tall as a lamppost, maybe even taller. It had arms, it had legs. I asked him what the hell it was. And he said, Steve, I think you just saw your guardian angel. I said, well, I thought, well, I, I was telling him, well, guardian angels, aren't they little, small, little, little guys in little underwear with little wings, maybe about three feet tall? And he goes, no, guardian angels are huge. They're gigantic. You know, they're, they're, they're bigger, big as your house. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, he, he thinks my guardian angel saved my life that day by keeping me awake. I said, well, he sure did. He scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and, and he told me that not many people get to see their guardian angel, but he thinks I did. Now, I can't recall exactly how this quote-unquote guardian angel looked, but, he, you know, he sure did scare the hell out of the car that was in front of me. I can tell you that for sure, because that car had skidded, and it took off as though it just saw something like really supernatural. It saw what I saw. Now, <laughs> what do you make of this story? What do you make of this story? I mean, have you experienced something similar? I really want to know. I really want to know. I mean, this has anybody else seen their guardian angel? Was this a guardian angel? Or, or again, was this just a, was I just tired? Was I was so tired and the light was playing a tricks on me? And was it at that point where I was dreaming and still driving? Right? I hope I wasn't. I really hope I wasn't. Okay. I, I got more to go. I got more to go. <laughs> so let's keep going down the list here. Um, for, to understand this story, first of all, I have to explain to you, uh, 
I guess, how, how much trouble I used to almost get myself into when I was a bit younger. And when I say younger, I would say in my 20s, all right? So back in the, these days, I used to practice a sport called trials. And trials is like how I like to describe to you as a <sighs> BMX Tai Chi. So we do a lot of the tricks that the BMX people do, and except we, you know, we, we kind of stay still. And we used our bike as a pogo stick, hopping it on rocks, cars, picnic benches, you know, jumping off walls. So to sum it up, uh, <laughs> I used to ride my bike where you're not supposed to. And uh, this resulted in a lot of police trying to chase me and my friends down, and, uh, and a lot of security guards chasing me and my friends down, and also... Also, we, you know, we would, myself and my friend, um, we would, we would always uh, get it, get into ourselves into a lot of danger, and uh, this would involve sometimes, uh, sometimes some criminals. Maybe we think some criminals, and uh, sometimes uh, homeless people would chase after us as well because they thought, you know, um, we were out to no good. Which we're not. We are not. We were never out to no good. We, we were just out to have a good time biking. Now, we would ride these back then. We would ride these modified mountain bikes with uh, small gears. Uh, but we were still able to get up around about 10 miles per hour, you know, um, which is a pretty good clip for a mountain bike that does tricks. And uh, when we weren't biking, we would do things called uh, ghost hunting. So we would literally go out there and ghost hunt because we could go into all these areas and, uh, and, and we would ride through graveyards. You're tempting ghosts. We want to tempt ghosts. Show us something, right? And and uh, nothing happened to me. Something happened to my friend, uh, but but nothing happened to me by going through all you know. You're riding our bike through graves. <laughs> we would bunny hop our, our our bike over grave, or actually graves, dis- disrespecting these grave sites. To be quite honest, and a lot of these grave sites were actually from ancient old Hawaiian graves. And you know, to tell you what. My friend got something that followed him, him his way home, and uh, but never me. But uh, there was this one. Now, there's a couple of stories I want to tell you that involved my friend Doss and myself. So Doss, uh, to explain how I look, I'm a six foot tall Chinese guy, kind of athletic build, and then my friend Doss, uh, who was my sidekick back then when we went biking. Whenever we went biking, it was me and Doss. He's about six foot three, a big husky guy. Real strong, but he's not athletic. He doesn't look like an athlete, right? But you can tell that this is a guy who is big. And what's really interesting is that you would never think that he would be graceful on a bike, but this guy was like a ballerina on a bicycle. He could hop a boater, maybe about chest height, and make it look like as though it was effortless. And he was also a genius, and he could do any anything he ever wanted. So, you know, riding trials again was... You know, he got me into it, and we were both kind of into it, and that's how we kind of met. But he was like, it was so funny because Doss was this guy who was just full of fear. He was scared of ghosts. He was really scared of a lot of things, but part of the fun that he had was facing his fear down. And, uh, and, and uh, whenever there was anything supernatural, we would usually run towards it. So this one night, we're riding over at the state capitol here in Oahu. Now, I know a lot of you folks have never been to the state capitol before, but it's this really magnificent piece of architecture. We don't have a lot of magnificent pieces of architecture on Oahu, by the way, but this is one of them. 
and it's kind of built in. I'll kind of describe it like it's really tall, really, really high. And there's these big pillars on it that are supposed to look like big palm trees, right? And they go maybe, maybe about 40, 50 feet up. It goes really, really high. And, um, and then it's, it's shaped. If you look from, if you have a drone shot looking down, it looks like a square donut. So inside the middle, it's open to the skies. And, uh, and right, uh, right around it, is this moat, uh, well, not really moat, but this little pool that's maybe about three feet, three feet deep. So we would have fun there, maybe at 2 a.m. at night, riding our bike, you know, run, riding our bike, and then um, hopping our bikes on all these little, little, uh, I guess, planters that are around that area, these tables that are around there, jumping our, our bike off the wall because they had nice six-foot walls over there, and jumping our bikes over that moat, you know, <laughs> over the corners there, and uh, just really risking it to, to see if that we could actually, how far we could make it. And uh, we, we thought it was one of our places that we'd always stop by to ride trials, just to get, get ourselves warmed up because the, the walls weren't, too high there, so it was a good place to like stretch the muscles and everything before we get into the bigger stuff, which was more like around Alamoana Beach Park or Kaka'ako. Uh, but so we go up there to, to, to the state capitol and uh, we hear this giggle, this little girl giggling. This, this, is, this is at 2 a.m. in the freaking morning, okay? And we hear this little girl giggling. And then Doss points out, Hey, there's a there's a girl here. There's a little girl there. Dude, don't you see her? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I actually see her. She's by the statue. So he said, You know, we have, we better go over there because maybe she's lost. So we go over there, and the girl runs around the corner. And then we and when we get there, we see her again at the second corner. And I think we're with, we're with Doss's um, little brother back then. And we said, Wait a minute, how did she get from this this corner to that corner? I mean, that's, I mean, it is pretty quick. And she's at the end of the state capitol. This state capitol is huge. So we ride toward there and she looks at us, giggles, and runs away. By the time we get to that second point, that second point where she was, we look around for her and she's nowhere to be found. Nowhere. That still freaks me out to this day because it, it, it looked like a, someone's kid. Now, there's a lot of homeless people around you know uh, uh around town and it could have just been a homeless girl who was just playing a trick on us but that really freaked me out now to this day i don't know what it was we go back and we start looking at like history about like haunted places the state capitol and the state library which is one of those things and they talked about a little girl giggling and running around i think we saw her i really do that, that, that still freaks me out. My, the, that looked like a solid apparition or like an actual person. So make, I don't know what you want to make of this. All right. Am I freaking you guys out? I have two more stories, by the way. Okay. And uh, again, they don't have good endings with no, no cinematic endings. They're just curiosities, I guess. Right. Okay. So on to the next story. Again, it includes DOS because all great things in my life apparently have included this man. <laughs> DOS, by the way, um, he did pass away. Uh, he passed away way too soon at the age of 38. Um, married a beautiful woman, you know, and uh, was gone way too soon. Really missed that guy. But anyway, going on to uh, our next adventure. By the way, it's really fun recalling all these adventures with DOS. So this, this adventure included another friend of ours, Doss and another guy, Jeff, who worked at the bike shop. 
and Jeff was always great. He would always take us on uh, Jeff. Jeff would always take us on these all these ghost hunting tr- hunting expeditions, and he would uh, he would he, I think he took us o- on one over in Kapolei to try to look for this person who was half wolf and half man, and this was a, from a Hawaiian legend, but we never found anything. We never found it, but we did freak ourselves out doing it because we thought every single shadow that we saw was a ghost <laughs> or, or it, and we did find footprints. That were kind of weird in there, like that had a dog print and a and a man uh, a, a regular footprints in there, right? Like a dog, but it could have just been, you know, a man walking his dog, right? So we said, no, nah, maybe not, right? But we just freaked ourselves out. So we go on this other thing. We we go to this other trail. We go to the Makapuu Lighthouse Trail. Now this is a trail that I ride. I ride. Um, I rode. Uh, I guess just just the other day. I rode up the hill. And when you if you ever come to Oahu, it's a beautiful lighthouse trail that wraps around. The, the east side of Oahu on the mountaintop. It kind of, it's a nice little switchback. Not really a switchback, it wraps around the mountain. Okay. So on one side, you enter in through one side that faces, the, that faces the mountain, right? And then by the time you get to the other side of this mountain, you have the ocean. Now, there's a lot of, um, history that goes along with this. And, uh, Doss and I have even hiked this at nighttime by ourselves just with a flashlight. Just to see, you know, um, just to hike it at night because it's beautiful up, up there, right? And just to look at, we've taken people up there. So on this one time, you know, Jeff tells us, well, why don't, why don't we take our bikes up there? Because we don't really want to, we don't really want to like, uh, you know, actually, you know, walk up there. It's easier just to bike up there. So we end up doing that maybe around 2 a.m. in the morning. Again, 3 a.m., 3 a.m., really late, just really, really late because you want to avoid, you know, the cops again getting at us and getting us. Again, we do it on a full moon, so everything's lit with silver. You know, everything has a shade of silver to it. We don't need our, when the, when the moon is fully lit, you don't need any bicycle lights. So, and that, that was, our only reason was to just bike up there because, you know, just to do something else. So immediately when I start unpacking the bikes from the truck, we start hearing cries. And, uh, <laughs> We kind of freak ourselves out because as soon as we hear this cries in the wind, and it literally sounds like a cry, we start putting the bike back into the truck. And then we figure out, okay, maybe it's the valleys, the way the wind is blowing through this valley and circulating, it's making it whistle. That's our excuse, okay? Till this day, I've never heard that valley cry like that. Now, we ride our bike up on this trail. And Jeff, he starts telling us about the, the night marchers. Now, if you live in Hawaii and you're local, everybody has heard about the night marchers. The night marchers is not fictional. Uh, they were actually part of King Kamehameha's or the Ho- old Hawaiians, uh, I guess, um, police group that kept a curfew here in Hawaii. So after a certain time at night, uh, they made sure people were not outside of their house. They could not walk around. Uh, if they saw you, they would kill you, all right, or something like that. They would, they would actually. It was against the law to be out after a certain time. Now there are there are uh, very strange things that happen with the night marchers. Now they walked all around the islands. Now they, this wasn't just specific, specifically Oahu, and there are stories of them where they still walk around to this very day. And if you're if they if they walk through your house, they will actually move your furniture to the left and right of their path and you're not supposed to move it back. So if that happens, 
do not move your furniture back. So, and there's even some hotels um, on Oahu where the furniture has moved and they have not moved the furniture back even after renovation because they don't want to disturb the night marchers. So the night marchers, apparently, they have walked the Makapu'u Lighthouse Trail. That's on their way. So Jeff tells us, and of course, we're saying that whatever, you know, I mean, really whatever, because again, you know, Dawson and I have walked this trail at night and a lot of tourists walk this trail at night too, because to see the sunrise up here is just amazing. And to see it, you know, the moonlight up here is just amazing too. So we're, we're riding our bike up here and it's a, it's a pretty steep hill. And all of a sudden, when we, when we go on the opposite side, on the ocean side of the, um, of, of the, of, of the, um, of the trail, and we start getting more toward the top. We start hearing drum beats. And that's what the night marchers would do to warn them that they were coming. That they would actually pound the drum. Like boom, 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 boom. So the drum beats, they're coming from the shadows. And this shadow, the shadows over there are so dark, we can't tell what, we, we can't tell what it is. Right? And that's weird because everything is lit by the moon. It's kind of freaking us out. So it starts getting louder and louder and louder. It starts coming toward us. And I, and I said, holy crap. Holy, holy. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't say crap. I used another word. <laughs> I look over my shoulder. And I'm looking for Doss and Jeff. And they're not there. They're down the hill. They're, their bikes are gone. They're like little, little dots. They are out of there. You know, you know, a lot of people like to say, hey, you know what? We're in it all together, guys. other guys, like, like, like the three musketeers, one, you know, all for one, one for all. No, that's not us. Everyone's for themselves. They didn't, they didn't even tell me they're lo- like, like leaving. They were like ninjas. They were gone. They were completely gone. So I get out of there really quick and, and I hear these drums just like coming closer and closer to me. And I was pedaling downhill pedaling super fast the fastest i've ever been down down that hill before i mean even with my road bike right now i mean i can't bomb it when i ride it now because there's all tourists down there but i was bombing that hill and, and uh man that was scary it was really scary <laughs> i think i really think that was night marchers now some people had told us maybe it was one of those cars with those loud bases with a loud bass and the wind was whipping that sound around, around us, around the valley, around there. I don't think so. I really don't. It could have been, but not that way. That, that drums, they were coming closer. They were enveloping me. I don't know what to say about it, people. Am I freaking you guys out yet? Am I, am I freaking you guys out or, or sparking a curiosity that when you come to Oahu, you want to hike up the Makapu'u Lighthouse Trail at night? By the way, it is illegal to do that. Um, but if you do do it, you know, have your friends drop you off there at 3 a.m. in the morning. Full at moon, the best. You don't have to use any flashlight. Don't use any flashlight. Like if you want to go ghost hunting, don't use a flashlight. It, it, you know, it helps set the mood, by the way. Okay. All right. My last story isn't that freaky, but it freaks me out the most. Okay. So this is, uh, this is like, how old was I? Maybe, maybe in my early thirties still yet. Okay. This is when all my adventures happened with Doss because he got married. He moved over to Oregon with his wife and uh, they had a, he went on much more adventures with his wife, you know, than, than I did. Um, but, uh, so, uh, anyway, 
So uh, I invite Doss and uh, his brother, his brother uh, Dustin. Dustin, if you're listening, by the way, you know we have to go out for dinner. Uh, anyway, um, I invite them over, and and, and uh, you know Dustin is a young kid back then. He, he's huge now. He's six foot four, six foot five. The guy's like amazing now. But but then uh, but back then he was only about five foot six maybe, and still in grade school. Uh, Doss had graduated high school. I was like, uh, I was, I was a screenwriter, I think at that time. So we're all at the bottom in my living room, just talking, just talking, just talking. We're not even talking about anything. We're just talking. It's about, got, it's about 2 a.m. in the morning and, uh, we're just talking. Then all of a sudden we hear this very friendly voice that comes over us. And it's a, it said, Hey guys, that's it. Now, Doss tells me, he goes, wait a minute, did you just hear, hey guys? Dustin heard it clearly too. I heard it clearly. Now, there was no one else in the house with us, okay? And then I thought, I, I told Doss, wait a minute, it's my computer. And this is, this is back then when the you know, pop-ups would just pop up on your computer all the time. You, you wouldn't have to do anything on your computer. And there's a pop-up and there's an advertisement that goes on. And my speaker was very loud. So I said, no, I, said, I told Doss, no, it's my, it's my computer. So I'll just go in, check if my computer was on. My computer was off. It didn't come from my computer. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. The voice was so friendly, though. It was so friendly. It wasn't an angry voice. It was a very friendly, hey guys, I don't know. I don't know. That one, even though it's not the most amazing story, it's not the most freaky story, it freaks me out the most. Because it's actually the supernatural, I think, trying to communicate with me from on the other side. Who is saying that? They were very friendly. Is it someone I know? You know, I've had friends, you know, not just Doss who passed away. I've, I've had friends who, who passed away, you know, much too early in their, in their life. Are they trying to talk to me? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Am I freaking you guys out? I keep asking you that because I'm freaking myself out. But that's all my stories, guys. That's all my stories. Now... Maybe I should do this again. You know, Pitmaster Keith, he has some creepy-ass stories, too, to share when he was a manager over at Times. It's haunted over there. And he heard a little girl's voice at his place, at his shop. They searched for her before closing, and they couldn't find her. Isn't that freaky? I should get him on. He should tell a story. All right, guys, I am out of here. I got that creepy music playing. I got to turn it down and get out of here because I am freaking out. Talk to you guys later. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.